0: Hello! This is Quantum Peeper, a podcast about creative thinking on self-care, authentic relationships, and non-traditional families for a more peaceful and just world. I'm your host, Kristen Harrison. Let's get started. Hello, friends. It is Kristen here for you. I am uh, so incredibly just overwhelmed and grateful for all of you listeners who have actually gotten in touch with me and told me what the things that I've talked about have meant to you, uh, how they've inspired you, how they've gotten you to think about your own life and your own relationships and I am so 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 thankful for that feedback because holy cannoli that's all I want that's all I want in the world is to share what it that is I'm going through and hopefully it resonates with you uh and we both feel not so alone that's the best um And, you know, this, this, this vehicle, you know, this, 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 this storytelling, this is an important part of uh, just processing my life right now. And I, I come to you tonight uh, with, with the news that my father is, uh, is very sick again. And we thought he had a turn and everything was going well. And I didn't have to rush up there to where they live in New York and uh then the news is is that now um when he does return home, it'll be really the beginning of the end for him uh, and he it's 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 very very sad, but at the same time um my my father, in a very dark way, he's a very funny guy, dark way has been preparing my brother and I for this uh pretty much our whole lives. we've had a lot of conversations about it, and um I think you know some of those things that he did and has done to pre- prepare, uh, you know, his kids for this this ultimate change, uh, transition. But that, that I'd love to share with you at a different point. But I think one of the things that really struck me today in the conversation I had with my mom was that she basically was saying that they've made this decision because... And I guess, and again, to the decision that now when he goes home, it will be just to have him be comfortable and um, let his body rest um, and not fight. Um, That, 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 this sickliness, this, this feebleness, it's just not like him, she says. That's just, that's just not like him, you know? And apparently, he had just bought an electric weed whacker. Uh, they live in the country up on all this acreage and there's like lots of brush. And I mean, it's, it's like the woods y'all. And he had bought a weed whacker, you know, when he was having his little upswing and feelings. Um, cause I guess he thought that, you know, at 81 with, um, congestive heart failure and kidney failure, uh, that he would, he would go get, he would go get some weed whacking done. Um, priorities, you know, that's what I say. Uh but I think the thing is though, is that he has been in my life uh such a figure. He is absolutely one of the toughest SOBs that I have ever known, uh will ever know. And if you imagine this guy, you know, in his prime, he was kind of a cross between George Carlin and Burt Reynolds. I mean, all the charisma All of the mischief, all of the humor. And he instilled in me a certain kind of feistiness, a certain kind of fight that I wanted to talk to you about today. Because I think that there's a point that he's reached that his life is not what he would choose it to be. That is not who I am anymore. That is not who I am, right? So if I can't be who I am, then I will walk away from it, or, or I, will, I will let it go gently. And one of the stories that I grew up with about him and his feistiness was that apparently when he was a little boy, um, he was out playing, and his, uh, this big group of boys, like, like five guys, jumped him. And they, they jumped him and they beat the crap out of him and they were like kicking him and, being you know, all you know, just, you know, they, 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 you know, it was a fight, you know, they, they just jumped him for whatever reason. And so he went home back to my grandma and uh, was crying and upset and, you know, he, he looks, my, my, my dad looks, looked then a lot like my son Biggie, um, you know, chubby cheeks chubby with the cute little dark a dark hair lighter eyes and um crying to his mama you know that these boys had beat him up well his father came home my grandfather and he said oh no oh no we're we're going back out there he said, dry your eyes dry your eyes kid we're going and uh marched my dad back out to where the kids were and he told the boys all right you whooped him all, you whooped him when you guys all got together, now line up, because he's going to beat every single one of you motherfuckers, (laughs) and so my grandfather, because this is, this is like the 40s, right, you can't do this now, right, uh, lined up every one of these fucking children and said, now you fight one-on-one, and my father beat each one individually, (laughs) so that's, um, that's that's like a narrative that's like a bit of a defining mythos in my house, you know? Um, and so because of that, uh, that feistiness, when I was a kid and I got picked on for being too smart and weird and fat and rich and like all the things that somebody could find wrong because that's what kids do. We find the the, humans, we find each other's weak spots and then we peck at it like fucking little chickens. Um, but you know, I would go through these hard times, and uh, my father, when I would get get ready for school, he'd drive me to drive me to the elementary school. He'd, uh, he'd he'd I'd be open in the door, and he'd look over at me, and he'd kind of punch my shoulder, and he'd say, "Now, don't take no shit off them motherfuckers." And I'm like, eight. That's probably. <laughs> That's why I guess I'm like the way I am is just because that helped me so much. Don't you take no shit off them people. Don't you take no shit off them motherfuckers. Don't you take no shit. Don't take shit. Now, in our life as grownups, we have, there's a little shit we have to take, right? We We, we, we got we to choose the shit we have to take. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because it also has become clear to me that we really have to fight for the definition of ourselves that exists in the world. Now, I read something recently that everyone, if you think about it, everyone that you know has a different version of you in their mind, right? Everybody's got a different version. And what that means is that the version that you think is your truth is always sort of in competition with the version that someone else has. Now for me, as a white, uh, hetero, cis woman, that is kind of less complicated than it is, of course, for folks who are gender fluid or person of color, person who's not from uh, our dominant ethnic groups, right? So there's always a fissure there. There's always like this gap between what somebody thinks about you and who you really are. And the thing that I wanted to impart that I've been learning a lot, you know, this, I guess this week, is that I think it's very important to have a mantra where you are very clear in your mind's eye of who you are. Because you know, of course, we can change. We—I mean, I always want to change. I mean, like, I'm always looking for places to change and amend. If I'm wrong, if, tell me I'm wrong. You know, if I can grow, that's great. And I, so, I don't mean that. I don't mean you are you and you take it or leave it because that's that's very small and that's not what I mean. What I mean is that if somebody treats you in a way that is not appropriate to the vision that you have of yourself and that you know for yourself is true, then I invite you to take on this mantra. Exactly who the fuck do you think I am? Now you might not have to say that out loud, but i tell you what, um, in recent days, recent years, recent times, I have had to say a lot in my head now, who the fuck do you think I am that I'm gonna take that shit off of you, motherfucker? Right. So this is this is my cussing, sorry. But no, I'm not sorry. This is this is my cussing. And it's true though, because you have to assert inside of your heart, inside of your mind, that there is a you that is going to prevail over someone else's version of you. Now let me give you some examples. Um you know, I was talking with a friend of mine, and this guy had been a manager at his work. He had been there for years. He had gone through. He had opened stores. And what happened was that he was always like the reliable guy. He was always the person, took on one, you know, one activity after another. And there was a morning that he just slept through his alarm you know, I mean, it happens, you know, people go into, you go into a deep sleep, bad, weird something happens, right, and the, uh, the, 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 his boss, the supervisor came through, came to the door, and was like, um, you know, are you okay, what's wrong, you know, and uh, he was like, well, yeah, I mean, I just overslept, I mean, I just, I'm a human being, you see, and uh, when he went to work, they were like, well, we're going to have to demote you, because now, you know you're not reliable anymore. And so he was like, "Hmm, those years and years and years that I ran your shit for you, that I that the things that I did, the way that I I I made you money and I have one human foible and now you're going to demote me? The fuck you are? Who the fuck do you think I am?" Right? And so he went on and did his, and went on to a better job, right? Because, now what would have happened, right? What would have happened if he had said, if they come to, you know, he, he had, they come to the door, I overslept, you know, you know, sorry, I'm a human being. This happens occasionally to humans. And he'd gone in the next day, and they had said, okay, well, we're going to demote you now. um And he had said, oh, okay. Well, I guess I deserve that. I mean, fuck that. Fuck that shit. That is absolutely not what we do, right? That's not what I do. I don't want you to do that. I want I want you to fight. I want you to have a fight for who it is that you know that you are. Now, I, now I don't want you to, 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 to take me the wrong way. I'm not saying then... Like <laughs> Then, then, you know, make a scene and throw your computer off the desk and then, like, set everything on fire, you know, off the door, you know. I'm not saying, you know, be rash in your decision making. But if you have a person in your life who treats you poorly, who tries to belittle you or intimidate you or punish you, and that does not fit with... The understanding of yourself that you have, then you get the fuck out of there. You you move on. You find another way to be, you or change it or change this. But you got to do something, because it will not stand that someone will talk to you or treat you in that way. Now, again, I have been in the situation, and I. Arguably, if you have a job in the world in the twenty first century, you're in the situation. Not everybody gets to just leave their job. Not everybody gets to, um, or just uh, leave the relationship. There are so many complicating factors. But what I am saying is, is that you have to resist, develop that point inside of yourself that is who knows who the fuck you are, and keep honing it. And then if someone encroaches on it, someone tries to hurt you, someone tries to shame you, that you don't accept that frame. Yeah, there's, a, there's a fascinating book about frames, you know, frame theory, that we're each coming to a conversation with the way that we think that the conversation is going to go, we, we think that the world is going to be, and it's and the world can be maybe broken down into this idea that there are these competing frames, you know, the way I see the world, the way you see the world. And even if physically you can't get away from the person or change the situation, I really advocate (laughs) for um, myself and for you, for everyone to cultivate this sense of self. Now, I mean, for me, I had uh, a, a colleague at work and... I don't know if she even understood what she was doing, but I had um, had a rough patch, and she, instead of trying to be helpful to me, instead of trying to uh, uh, build me up or remind me that you know I'm a, I you know all of the volume sales volume that I've had in my life or do anything to kind of bring me stronger, uh, she tried to shame me for a moment where I was not you know, producing, right, I'm, you know, that, that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm bad at my game, it doesn't mean that necessarily I'm not, you know, following through, It doesn't mean any of these other things, there's so many factors, but bottom line, yeah, the bottom line was the bottom line, you know, and, and try to shame me about it, you know, well, gosh, that's, that can't feel good that you're, you know, that you're sucking so much right now, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, who the fuck do you think I am? Who the fuck do you think I am to, to, to think that you have to have some conversation about my inner state and what I feel and um, what feels good to me in success and what doesn't? Because if you don't have anything nice to say to me, or if you don't have anything that's actually going to build me up and help me get where I need to go, then you need to sit down and sh- shut the fuck up. Seriously. Now, those of you who know me... um, <laughs> i i uh i i i always i, I joke sometimes uh, you know in in you know when i've dated and stuff i say you know that i'm i'm not a i'm not a hot girl but i'm very warm you know i i look like i maybe i'm a i'm gonna maybe you know bake you a cake after i rock your world you know i'm not i am not a tough looking person i don't think um and so i don't say these things out loud this is not what i i say out loud to whoever, you know, this, this, this bitch at work. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, and, and I'm using bitch. i use a bitch. She's a bitch. Right. So I'm not, I am not in, you know, engaging with it. I am not this, I pick that battle, right. If there's going to be a battle of frames, it's going to be with somebody I love. It's going to be with somebody that I really, I, it's an important relationship for me, right. That I'm going to, I'm going to battle it out. Um, that bitch, no, I'm not going to battle it out, but I am going to have that broadcast (laughs) above my head. You need to shut the, sit down and shut the fuck up. Like you don't know, you don't know word one about me. If only to keep myself protected, you know, if only to make it so that, that sense of self that I have is not ruined, not tarnished by your fear or your smallness, because I think that really if someone was going to try and and i mean I think that people do it in every like little ways all the time right they do they they try and they 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 try and um Uh, put you down so that they feel, I was just talking with my friend today, uh, it's zero-sum game, right? That that the only way that some people can feel good about themselves is if they put you down. And we have to cultivate the sense of self so that even when that happens, if we are trying to live in a big-hearted way, that those comments don't erode us, those comments don't Try don't succeed in their intent because I think really you know everything in my life is a teacher. Right? I mean I don't bet you feel like this, but like I feel like every success is a teacher, every failure is as is a teacher. Every job, every my children, all the relationships, everything is a teacher to me. And I think one of the reasons too why in my life, in my lifetime, I've gotten into this, this world of, of, uh, business and sales and marketing and all this good stuff is because there is been for me a journey to confidence, to just being confident. What the, what the fuck does it mean to be confident? What is confidence, right? Like, what is that? Because it's not, I don't think it's just this, like, <laughs> I, I have a friend who I respect very much. And he just says, you know, just be confident. Like, what does that mean, though? What does it mean um, to be, uh, to, to cultivate your confidence? And I, and I don't know the answer to that. Because, I mean, God damn, if I knew the answer to that, I would, I don't know what I would be doing. But maybe this conversation would be taking place from my bedroom in, you know, in Maui or something, right? My second home there, I don't know. Who knows if you you figure it all out, you tell me. Um, But I'm trying to figure it out. And I think that part of uh, sales has helped me in my journey to come to some point where I have a sense of unshakable self. Uh, Another friend of mine taught me the term unfuckwithable. You know that this is this is the this place inside of yourself that no one can get to, because you know it to be true about yourself, and so that requires rejecting any vision of you that is not what you know to be true. So when I do the new hire, I I I do a, a. brief new hire, let's say like an hour long new hire training um, that I've done many, many months in a row now. And when I get to, in front of the, the, the folks that I'm talking to, and uh, they don't know who I am. They don't know my background. They don't know anything about me. And so they don't know why when I tell them what they need to do in order to be successful in sales, <laughs> you know, or to be successful at least in this particular kind of job, um, they don't know why, uh, why they should listen to me. And so I have to give them my short, you know, bio. Like my short, you know, this is who I am, I did this, and then in this month I did this, and then I have done this and this. Boom, right? Um, but it may it when I when I talk about that, when I think about that, um, I oftentimes think about, you know, in I don't know if you've seen <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a little show called Game of Thrones. I don't know if it's even kicking around. I mean and, um but yeah, so there's of course the character of uh Daenerys Targaryen and she is the, she's the one with the blonde hair, if you haven't seen it. Anyway, increasingly, you know, she begins as sort of this 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 young girl who gets sold to to, to this, this 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 group this group of wild you know people who would you know the Dothraki you know and she's like very timid and over the course of the series she has this arc where she becomes herself and then she this she flips her shit but that's a whole other thing but in the process of trying to become herself and trying to figure it out. She makes assertions, right? She, when she introduces herself to someone, it's like, you know, I am Daenerys Targaryen, the first, of my name, mother of dragons, breaker of chains, you know, and um, I think that that's pretty badass. I mean, I think we maybe should do that more in conversations when we're first meeting people. You know, you're at a cocktail party, you're like, "I'm Kristen Harris, and you know, maker of beds, cleaner of dishes, you know, or yeah, whatever it is." Um, that's actually not that remarkable, but I mean, you get my point. Having 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 something that you can touchstone and know is true. It's very very hard for me. It has been hard for me in my life to hear something kind that someone else has to say about me or hear something like, you know, you've changed my life or you've helped me, you know, you've helped me stop smoking or you've helped me, you know, whatever it is that I've helped someone do. it's it's, it's hard for me to take it on that their vision of me is what it is. But when someone does have a vision of you, that is a reflection, it is a, it, is, it is a match with that beautiful, strong, uh, peaceful, uh, justice-seeking uh, part of you, that's that, that, that part that you know to be, that you want to be true, then I really encourage you to start to take it. Like I'll take it. I I I I talked with a friend uh, a few days ago, and uh, I told him something about himself. That was that was a that was a that was a good thing. It was a very good thing, and he said I have to digest that, and I love that. So he said I have to digest that, and that was just I'm going to process that. I can't quite take it on just yet, but I'm going to digest it, right because I think that there's a certain point that I'm trying to get to at least that I can have statements about myself that may seem pretty grandiose to my small mind, but they're true, you know? I am Kristen Harrison, you know, bearer of vulnerable truth, opener of hearts, development shaman who brings that which does not exist yet into the physical world. These are true things. These are true things that I, I have evidence of these things having happened and I've claimed it and other people have reflected it. And so that is the vision of myself that I will hold and I will protect And if someone presents me with a vision, with their interpretation of me, that is not that. Well, you know, it it may be having a conversation. I mean, I'm not, I mean, come on, you guys know. I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, get, I call it, I I call it my inner redneck. But like, you don't have to, you know, flip your lid about everything. You know, I, I definitely don't. Sometimes it's a conversation, especially if it's someone that you really care about their opinion. You really want them to understand things the right way. Or the way that you, 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 you're trying to come to some truth. You're trying, trying to have your, your view, their view, compete until there's truth. Um, but that do compete. You know, that, that, that we don't just accept someone else's view of us um, without inquiry or without fight or negotiation. You know, I mean, by the same stroke, man. If somebody tells me something that I did wrong or something I'm doing, whatever, I have to, I, I have to, digest, I have to digest that. But it, but I get it. You know, I mean, I'm fucking stubborn as shit. Like, I when I have a thing that I'm gonna do, I'm like, yep, I'm doing this thing. You know, and so that's hard. <laughs> you know, because if you're like in a relationship with somebody like that, it's like, ooh, well, I guess that's what you're doing, like. Good luck to us being a relationship, but anyway. Um, but I think that having that sense of the beautiful part of yourself, knowing what that is, and letting other people reflect it back to you. I encourage you to have a minute. Take time as you're driving, or and you're in the shower, or you're on your walk. And if it comes to you, Begin to think about what your, uh, how you would profess yourself, right? You know, are you, you know, mender of hearts and guide of souls? Are you the, you know, you know maker of art? Are you, what, what are the things that you value and are true about yourself? And what would happen if you put them together and you focused on that and then gravitated towards, moved towards relationships that made you feel like that, that made you reflect that, and then, you know, maybe move away from relationships that would not empower you? I mean, sometimes, golly gee, you know, being being brave in your vulnerability too is also being open to being wrong, you know. So I definitely, I, 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 I want to make sure I'm just being like super crystal clear. Like I don't advocate for, uh, you know, never taking someone's notes about you if you if you're being an asshole or whatever, but. Also, you know, this is really for the people that I know the, 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 my, my bitches out there, my, my friends who take everything to heart and they give and they give and they give in the world and they don't have armor, you know. Um, I hope i hope i hope that that can i hope i hope that that idea can defend you a little bit i hope it can can give you some defense in the world and I think that's it I mean I think that's where uh what I wanted to talk to you about today um, when it comes to my dad, I remember he had a belt buckle on that that he'd wear. And it was H-M-F-I-C on the belt buckle. And uh, again, with the cussing, but that he was always the head motherfucker in charge, right? I hope whatever happens for you in the next little period, the next, you know, bit, that maybe you also find some totem piece, some totem item or clothing or belt buckle or earrings or um, something that you keep in your your wallet or your purse, but some touchstone that reminds you of what a fucking amazing person you are. And I hope it guides you. So tell me what you think when you, you know, if you can leave me messages on Facebook, tell me what comes up for you. I'm very curious. Send me messages. um, Leave me a voicemail on Anchor. Uh, Shoot me an email. If you got my text, send me a text. Uh, I'm really curious to know what it is for you that comes up with this. Um, What do you know to be true and defensible? You know, tell me who the fuck you think you are. Who the fuck do you think you are? Anyway, um, until next time. Thanks, friends.